Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Well, good morning, everybody. This is Dana Olivo with Marketatomy, and we're here at Charged Up Studio with my co-host. Sandra Dorsey, founder and CEO of Sendor Capital Limited. Welcome back. So we're here today with two exciting individuals, and we're going to have a very in-depth conversation about technology that's happening within the business environment. Um, We've got... Alfonso Morales, who is the CTO of NeoWare Studios. And we also have Corey Lansing, who is the COO of NeoWare Studios. COO of NeoWare Studios. Well, that's new. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit, first of all, about NeoWare Studios and what you're all about. Yeah, so um, NeoWare Studios, we are... To say it easily, we are a co-working space, but we're doing it a little bit differently than a lot of these other ones are doing. Uh, we recently realized that uh, malls are kind of failing. The retail environment's kind of dwindling recently because of e-commerce and a lot of other factors. So we're utilizing that fact that there's just this empty space and we're moving into, into those spaces and repurposing them, turning them into co-working spaces, business centers, uh, just places to do business. Um, we actually, uh, we've had our grand opening April 18th and we had, you know, some, uh, a lot of members join off right off the bat. So we were very excited to see that in process of kind of getting a bigger location with more resources for our members, but really just about redefining what a mall is and defining it as that business center that we want it to be. Yeah, exactly. To touch up on that a little bit. Yeah. When Corey mentions that we are STEM for business, so that is uh, S for space. So our actual co-working space in the Oviedo Mall, uh, T for technology, E for events, and M for uh, marketing. Now, the big thing about it is, although digital killed what malls are currently, our big focus and goal is using that same digital to bring balls back to make businesses everything sustainable through that approach. And I, and what I like about what you bring to the table is you bring those resources for small businesses to be able to grow without the expense that is required in that. And so that's what we're going to lead into today is, you know, as a business strategist, I work with businesses quite often who struggle with you know, um, attracting customers, converting customers, and keeping customers. And so, therefore, one of my biggest programs that I talk about is that customer journey and that customer experience, which is where we will be getting into with the augmented reality and virtual reality technology that's being utilized today to make this customer experience more enjoyable because ultimately we want those customers to turn around and become raving fans, Mm -hmm. right? So talk to me a little bit about where VR and AR is going right now. 
Well, in general, where it's going, I mean, it, it's kind of on an evolutionary path, it seems like, and it's been that way for a long time. Some people who are in the know about AR especially have known about it for a while. VR, I've known about it for a while. And mm-hmm. in a lot of senses, I think many of us would know VR has been a big gimmick in a lot of ways. Right. It's been it's for video Oculus, games. Right? O- Oculus, right? Oculus is an example. Mm-hmm. So Facebook owns them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to talk more augmented reality, you have companies like Magic Leap. We were talking mm-hmm. right before the podcast right. uh, about down south in the Florida area. That's where Magic Leap is actually at. They've had billions of dollars in funding and have yet to really produce a really, really high-quality product for the masses. But AR is in that evolutionary step. People mm-hmm. are still trying to figure out what are the biggest use cases. Is it going into a mall and one day being able to tap a, an app on your phone and being able to be navigated around? Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll go into the, the big exactly. differences between and everything. But it, it's so evolutionary right now, at least in my eyes. Yeah, and a big part of it is uh, I think a lot of the hardware and the technologies are just now catching up to what we see these use cases can be. You know, we, We've always known how we can use these things. It's only now that it's available in the field for people to utilize more efficiently mm-hmm. to actually to be able to you know, use it. Like if you're you know, designing a building, you know, right. now you can pull out your phone and you can project that building onto where it is. You know, little things like that that we didn't have the hardware or the software mm-hmm. capabilities before. And now that the technology is approaching where our where our dreams are at, now we're able to really do these, these new right, things. Right, right. Well, I come from the architectural engineering construction market for many years, and I saw where what we call building information management or modeling. BIM technology came into play, and I saw before it started coming and as it started, you know, increasing within the industry. And basically, it just... When the technology is utilized correctly uh, among an, an entire team of architects, designers, contractors, everything, you can actually build that building before the ground's even mm-hmm. broken. Oh, yeah. Okay? Absolutely. And, and, you know, also, you know, look at the simulation industry. We're right here in Central Florida, which is the, you know, the capital of simulation you know, that again, we're getting into that augmented virtual reality, putting yeah. yourself, you know, into a situation before anything's even broken ground or been developed. Absolutely. And I, that touches on, I mean, my one of my areas of expertise is real estate and I work in the luxury real estate space. And I know that um, when I interact with clients, it's, you know, they, they most of a lot of them are not able to travel. So we mm-hmm. deal sometimes with, you know, trophy assets and, you know, and these people want to have a feel. And, it, and what I've experienced is if we're able to show them a video, they can actually feel oh, yeah. through the feeling mm-hmm. that it, 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 which is generation, generation by just watching a video and that's what I think augmented reality does. It's like that next step. Absolutely. It's that more immersive Absolutely. Step. Real estate. I mean, when you're looking at, you know, um, someone who's saying, I don't want to travel but, you know, I, I have this much cash to spend. Show me what you've got and they can make a decision instantly right. or right. even just a single family house. You can have augmented yeah. reality because most, a lot of, I even say most, many realtors now are actually marketing themselves as being augmented reality savvy so they can present their product without saving the time of open houses because those can be messy. Mm-hmm. People oh, yeah. can have people view their properties fully and experience the property without having to leave dirt on their carpet nowadays. Exactly, exactly. It's really bringing that experience into a way that you're able to uh, experience it with more than just your you know, one sense almost mm-hmm. because we are able to move around in the environments and it really takes you to that spot without actually having to mm-hmm. be there. That's amazing. And a lot of social media apps and, and, and 
you know, basic apps you can now download, whereas oh, you can yeah. go and dress up a room, you mm-hmm. know. The, the IKEA you, app is probably like the best, coolest exactly. use case and probably one of the earliest ones. You go in, you tap an item, tap the button, and it shows up right there in your home. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. It's great. I was talking to um, someone else. In fact, I think I talked mm-hmm. to you about it. Um, a, one of my customers, they do solar panels, mm-hmm. and they are actually looking for an app or to develop an app to where, you know, they can show the customer before the panels are even installed what it's going to look of like course. on their roofs. That's mm-hmm. amazing. In the beauty industry, mm-hmm. I would think a lot of beauty yeah. um, um, companies, manufacturers are now using, you can have an app, you can choose the colors, mm-hmm. and it you can actually see on your face what that looks like before you buy the product. See, I think that's a perfect example. We talk about the malls and how we're trying to reinvent the mall, bring mm-hmm. digital back to a mall, but just that's brick and mortar in general, right? right. If you go to most Mac stores now, right. They have those mirrors where you look in the mirror, it's a camera the whole time, and you're putting the makeup on your face. Oh, my goodness. All digital, and it's mm-hmm. amazing. It's AR, but in mm-hmm. that brick Without and mortar Without having testers, messy testers. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So you're saving or money on product. sanitary testers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You should see my face. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about small business and where AR, VR fits within a small business. Because we think about virtual reality, augmented reality, and we think cost. Mm-hmm. Okay? So can you talk a little bit about yeah. what's involved, where it's come from, you know, and where it's at now. Okay? I would say in the same way we talked about it being evolutionary in the sense of the use case, I would say in terms of the materials out there for developers to create and create efficiently and at cost for consumers now, it's gotten a lot better already. And the fact of how we're going to receive that uh, kind of content now has changed quite a bit. So, I mean, you go back two or three years, you had a few select companies that were in the AR space that were giving you the ability to create AR somewhat easily. Over these last two or three years, it's evolved with Google and Apple getting in the game quite a bit, making stuff for native applications. So you go to the App Store, download it. But now we're in an age, uh, I think this last year, where AR through the web has even advanced. Mm -hmm. And that means that it's going to be more accessible to so many developers. Uh, More developers are going to be able to create it so much faster, easier. I mean, we did something uh, for an event for the Ford Mullinex one. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, so uh, we do a monthly event series, but we actually have um, the Molinex and Ford. They're sponsoring us to basically create an application that will, very simple, but project one of their vehicles into the like the space as if it were in a showroom, mm-hmm. um, which is you know fairly simple concept. You, concept, hold up your phone, and then you can see the car, walk around the car, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But this is something that you know. It, a few years back would have been a very difficult task. Oh, yeah. um, nowadays, with all these different web uh, versions of doing it, you can almost make a, I don't want to say plug and play version, but it, it, there's so many tools out there mm-hmm. that the development time for doing something like this has exponentially been decreased. Mm-hmm. Going back to what you were saying, how does this uh, go out for small businesses? How can they use this? Mm-hmm. Where it's lowering that overhead for them, you know, yep. where we used to have all these, you know, only a couple companies like Alfonso said. Now there's all these different platforms, all these different routes that we can take. It really brings in a lot more competition so the price point we're seeing it drastically lowered and uh with all these different tools each of them does something Mm -hmm. better than another one and now that we have so many people out there we have so many different ways of solving these problems um really whatever we can imagine now we're Mm -hmm. able to put into an actual application relatively quickly and you brought up a great point it's for small business we're talking about specifically and you know just as well as all of us if you're a small business you need to be scrappy you need to be Mm -hmm. savvy and you need to find ways to make things happen so Mm -hmm. Even if one of our, our biggest overhead pieces may be the kind of content, well, now there are repositories online that have grown these last couple of years to have so much content. And even from big companies like Ford, 
would literally put models of their vehicles now online for purchase, but a couple years back, that didn't exist to the extent that it exists now. Absolutely. What's amazing is you look at Carvana. Yeah. Oh okay. My gosh, look example. at Carvana. You know, that's, that's amazing. I know. <laughs> right? Vending machine. Um, so let, as we get back to where small businesses are and the customer experience, okay, um, I would imagine that, you know, small businesses, when they're competing against larger companies mm-hmm. and things like that, using something like AR or VR yeah. to kind of give the customer a better experience or mm-hmm. understanding of what they would get would be a good investment. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing with uh, with how augmented reality is now specifically. You're able to really, uh, w- with the way hardware is now, you can actually project things in actual scale, which is a big differentiating factor now. Um, in, in my pocket, in your pocket, we all have phones that are able to you just move it around a little bit, it can tell depth mm-hmm. and it's able to project these images with accurate depth, accurate um, proportions. And that's something that hasn't been available before until very yeah. recently Well, it's to a, the consumer, to the average consumer. Yeah. So I wanted to point out the fact that you have all this technology and I know the audience will relate to this because my one of my main concerns is not having too much um Technology infiltrate my life because you've got mm-hmm. smart homes, you got smart cars. You got, I mean, uh, the idea people it's are concerned. It's privacy concerns, right? Mm-hmm. So, talk to us about are these um, risk as well with AR and VR as much as there are is um, privacy with Facebook. I mean, I'm just trying to give yeah. the average person here some perspective as to how what to expect when they're considering this. I would say it's always scary when it's technology, but I don't think necessarily that AR is going to be the differentiating factor of, oh, it's so much scarier, so much more in our lives. I think we passed that threshold quite a while ago, like mm-hmm. with things like the Ring Doorbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, you heard the about the one. Uh, so they have Ring Doorbells where yes. it all like lets you know if someone's in front of it, moves around, and you'll get a notification on your phone. Also, as a camera feed, so you see what's going on. It's almost security for you, so you can feel safe. Mm-hmm. But that can be turned around because th- the genuine thing is there are people that are unethical hackers. There are ethical ones that try and make the software and hardware more uh, impenetrable, but there are a lot of unethical ones that want to go in and mess with people, do things harmfully. There was actually something that happened, I think, a month or two ago. A guy hacked into one in a child's bedroom and started speaking like he was Santa Claus. My goodness. It's horrible. It, it's terrifying. But that's kind of the trade-off no matter what with technology. That's the truth. Of I mean, course. That's the truth of the matter. But it is a trade-off. It's about doing things in a way where you not only feel safe, but there are actionable things people can do in the sense of security, and if you bring someone in terms of uh, cybersecurity here, they'll tell you it's not the software, it's not the hardware, it's about the person using the software and hardware. Because Absolutely, it's always the human. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, the human it's the yeah. human. And it's the protection times, yeah. you put in place, too. Absolutely. You know, um, when you talk about cybersecurity and everything, yes, you know, you it's it's your responsibility if you're going to be introducing this stuff, you know, to, to protect yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I remember you were talking to me one time mm-hmm. about... Um, on the um, augmented reality, I guess it was augmented reality, where you could hold your phone mm-hmm. and you can walk into a room and it start showing things as far as happy birthday, yeah. you know, and things like yeah. that. And it's it's like it's a three D model, mm-hmm. you know. What I don't, I'm help me yeah. understand. Sure, so break it down for me. I'll average break down person. the difference between uh, AR, so augmented reality, and VR, virtual okay. reality. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, in the sense of what augmented means by definition, it's almost just to enhance. Yeah. So to augment reality is to augment what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. This table right in front of us, and for people that can't see it, there's a table right in between us all. 
if I was to point my phone at this table and there was something that triggered it, whether it was an image, whether it was me just turning the phone on, whatever it is, something would happen in this space. So as I look through my phone screen, let's say there's a 3D model of Corey saying happy birthday to all of us and singing. Uh-huh. That would be there. It'd be digital. It'd be not really of this world, but it would look like it is. There would be shadows. It would be blocked by this cup that's sitting right here. It would be something digital placed in our real world through a visual like a phone. This is fascinating because for me, my mind is always um, how, how you know, I'm playing the depth. You know, I'm an optimistic person. <laughs> no but, the, you know, it does go into dark corners at times, my mind. And so I'm thinking about, you know, there are some not so nice people who thrive on making other people not so comfortable. So I'm thinking course, about yeah. people committing crime. So with augmented reality, mm-hmm. how is that going? Because hackers can mm-hmm. fix evidence and I'm not sure. I mean, how... Because I'm going in a different direction now. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, you said that you could bring a phone, take take images, and then it could bring you a whole new so, storyline. And then, so how, someone who is a an investigator, for instance, you know, I, I watch, you know, Criminal mm-hmm. Minds and mm-hmm. I watch all those shows. How can people manipulate that system? How can the criminal, or I should say, can the criminal manipulate that to benefit them? They committed a crime. Not real reality. Okay. So they won't be able to change like what this table is physically, but okay. they can enhance it digitally. I can look at this table and have, let's say, fake digital documents on it, but that's all just what it Virtual. looks so like through us. So they can fix. So I'm here. I'm being creative. Everything so they can real fix, is still real. They can they can add evidence and they can take. Let's say. No? Not, not no. necessarily. No. Okay. Because, I mean, so... You if, had me scared. Like, no, if, you, no, no, if no. you had your phone up and you were, like, recording what you're doing and okay. you want to project something in mm-hmm. it, like, theoretically, yeah, you could make it look like there was something that is there that isn't actually there. Um, which, you know, a lot of people... Have you ever heard of uh, deep fake? Uh, which That's is the, a good example. It's the idea I'm getting, of... I'm becoming familiar with it. So, essentially, what uh, for those of you that don't know, deep fake is the idea of taking a live video stream and being able to project somebody else's faces on them and oh, make it look right. like that other... Like, somebody else is actually actually saying what this person mm-hmm. is saying and being able to do that in real time. Scary that is technically times. a form of augmented reality yep. because so you're you projecting something. It's something that already exists. Oh, yeah. Are and they, they going to put our faces and yeah. faces yeah. on something <laughs> else? The, uh, augmented reality doesn't mean even just visual. It's augmenting our reality. Like mm-hmm. Corey just said, if there's a video stream of, let's say, President Trump. And they right. wanted to use AI to grab the voice. What they, they wanted to use a visual. They can change his lips, his movement, the sound of the voice, the actual content of the voice. I have seen it. Fakes. I mean, I, yep. he had um, Rocky, you know, Sylvester Stallone's body <laughs> on, right? And I mean, that stuff exists. And once again, it goes back to what Alfonso said. It's yeah. about who's using it. Right. This technology it's the exists. Human. But, so yeah. listen out. Those <laughs> you you're not, humans out there, be nice. Well, you want to know what We're, humans are doing online? They're going on Reddit and putting Steve Buscemi in every movie possible <laughs> using deepfakes. That's a real thing. Well, well, That's what not, we should be concerned about. We're not trying to give ideas here on how you can beat the system, guys. You know, we're trying to teach small micro entrepreneurs how to use VR and Mm -hmm. AR to enhance the customer experience. And then in that case, and I think Corey would want to touch up on this quite a bit too. Like we said, it's finding effective, efficient ways to do it. And we feel that not just software, but hardware is advancing things like uh, glasses coming out from Apple, where you'll be able to see augmented reality through that. Seems like something very feasible coming in the future with uh, a bunch of patents being filed now, but it goes beyond that for small businesses. It's looking at someone's card with your camera and being able to, automatically uh, digitize all that information and put it in your phone. That's a form of using your phones for an augmented experience. There's a lot of things that small companies can do to not only make their lives easier on the internal, but 
to showcase their product. Like you talked about the IKEA app, mm-hmm. a lot of companies can now find that to be more and more accessible as they move forward. Mm-hmm. And I, going beyond that as well, you can give your customers more of an immersive experience. So mm. beyond just making things more attainable, now you can make things that are more fun for people to interact with. Think about walking into a store mm-hmm. and um, you know being able to hold your phone up to a product and then seeing an info picture pop up right next mm-hmm. to it yeah, or excellent. a video yeah. or something playing how this product can be used. Uh, so it can help educate, kit or educate people on products. It can help um, showcase them in a unique way, even mini games. Like think about if you're a retail place in a mall that's failing, you can add a little AR game that people are going to maybe come just to play this cool game that you're right. advertising to and then they're going to stay and buy something. Exactly. So well, we, we live in the tourist center of, mm-hmm. of the U.S. here, you know, when you think about it. And I can just imagine, and I know that some of these um, resorts and everything have even started doing this, but imagine being able to walk into Disney World or Universal or whatever and have the map open you know, uh, uh, Legoland. Yeah. Legoland has Ex- a little character that will walk you around. Exactly. The mm-hmm. yeah. And then they you can actually, it. before you go to a ride or something, it'll actually, you can pull it up and yeah. you can show what the experience is like. Mm-hmm. Really? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, yeah. You know, when we talk about it, and I can see how this could infiltrate educational system, healthcare system, pretty mm-hmm. much every system. But what does that do? We, we had a previous session with a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. And as far as, I mean, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm, I love people. I love the human interaction. Mm -hmm. How is that going to affect the human psyche as a whole when we continue to expand the use of technology? That's one of the things. Do you ever think about this? I think it... You want to do it? Go ahead, go ahead. I I think it's like uh, commerce quite a bit, brick and mortar, how it's going somewhat full circle now. It's been the death of brick and mortar by a large uh, point now, but it's digital that can bring brick and mortar back by going the more experiential route. Mm -hmm. You talked about uh, we're in the the tourist capital here. Mm -hmm. If more of us in brick and mortar acted like Disney, though, and gave an experience versus acted like uh, just a normal department store and just sold product, where that same product can be sold online anyway, you need to offer something more than can be done online. You need to grab them in and bring them inside. But I feel like I can say the same question about the Internet in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Internet can be something so negative, but could be something so positive. Right. You can have a, a place where you share your photos with your family, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. But then you can overshare with a bunch of other people, and people can feel bad about the experience you're living instead of them right. now. Right. I think AR and VR especially as well can both be seen in that same light. VR can be just a horrible place where you can stay in a, a rut for years, let's say, mm-hmm. that you want to be in this phys- or this digital world that you don't want to come out to the real world forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it can also be a way where a 90-year-old person that can't travel for the last 15 years of their life right. can, can go to Italy enjoy. for the first mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Enjoy. Thank you for changing you know, that, there, my perspective so much. on that. You know, with AR, it's, it's beautiful too. What about if as you're walking around that mall and you're lonely? Mm. And what about if there's an application one day? Because all AR really is, it's a digital form of something. Mm-hmm. Once that connects to the internet, once you have AI, once you have other pieces play into it, if the use case is about mental health, in the same way there are mental health applications out mm-hmm. there on your iPhone or Android, mm-hmm. there are going to be those same things, but it's going to go next level. It's going to go full circle where instead of having that device where you interact with this way, it's going to be a new inter- a new way to interact with that device and that application Mm -hmm. that mental health won't just be an avatar popping up saying how are you feeling right it'll be something that looks like a real person asking you how are you feeling and that's exactly you know i i was working with a company here called journey um journey labs and they do the um i probably shouldn't say this (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, they they track the journey of um, individuals going through health issues, you know, and things like that. And basically, that's what it is: that's is beautiful. they're tracking the progress of that individual, you know, and things like that. So um, definitely, definitely, it's got its advantages. Again, it gets back to the experience of mm-hmm. the person using it, whether it's your. VR, AR application or, you know, just something for fun or whatever. You know, we're we're in business to build customers mm-hmm. and we're in business to attract customers, to convert customers. And we want that experience there because we have so much competition. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I like to call it coopetition. It's not necessarily competition, but there's so many people out there trying to, to vie for those same dollars. That's a positive dollars. way to say it. Yes. A rising tide approach. I love that. Yeah. Yes. yes. So, you know, vying for the same dollars, we want to, you know, make sure that we have, we, we're standing on the best foot. You know, when we're approaching these customers. So we're getting towards the end of our half hour. We're going to have Alfonso and Corey back here where we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. And that is the next level here. And we're going to see more and more of that coming out with the with the new cars mm-hmm. that can drive themselves and everything, which scare the hell out of me. <laughs> it's going to be an exciting <laughs> Well, decade. it's exciting because, well, I mean, think about it. Planes have been flying themselves for so long. Yeah. You know, you think there's a pilot, but yeah. what yep. are they doing in that? cabin really so anyway <laughs> as we close out Just having cocktails in the right, cabin. Exactly. <laughs> so you won't remember to you the won't, bottom you, of it on this right. episode you won't know when out. you run into anything you won't have to worry about it anymore so as we close out um alfonso and and cory tell us a little bit about where people can reach neoware and who to reach out to yeah, so uh, we're currently located at the Oviedo Mall, uh, right across from Paul Mitchell's near the food court. Um, we're in about a 4,500-square-foot area there. Uh, you can feel free to reach out to any of us on our team. Our website, neowarestudios.com, has all of our information there. Dot com um, or dot or io? Both, actually. <laughs> Either way, it'll take you there. Um, so, yeah, neowarestudios.com. Um, you can also uh, reach me personally at Corey, that's C-O-R-E-Y, at neoware.io. That one is I-O. Okay. Um, um, and then Alfonso, he's Alfonso at Neoware.io. <laughs> but um, but yeah, reach out to us. Come by, just check us mm-hmm. out in the mall. You know, come in, say hi, see what we're all about. Uh, we'd be happy to show you all around and uh, tell you what we're trying to do. And if you want to see any upcoming events, go to our website, backslash events. You'll see our calendar. Uh, please come out. Yeah, we'd love to have anyone by. Well, I'm really glad you guys joined us. This is this has been a topic that's very interesting to me, mm-hmm. you know, as a as a strategist. So, um, and we look forward to the next half hour. This was fun. I'm looking it. forward to it. Indeed. Okay. My name is Sandra Dorsey, and I'm thankful to you, Corey and Alfonso, for giving me a phenomenal ex- feel good experience. <laughs> We've been talking about experiences, and I'm Dana Oliva with Market Academy LLC. You can reach us at chargedupstudio.live. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We also invite you to join us on Patreon as a supporter for Charged Up Studio. Thank you once again for joining us for this session. See you next time.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.